there are times when the job has to get done. But more often than not, you don't have the essentials to get it done. This results in improvising and using what's available to make things work, despite it being not the right thing to do. This is Improvised Tools. What are improvised tools? Well, I can give you guys an example. Uh, Crescent hammers and hammer wrenches. <laughs> but what I mean by crescent hammers is you got uh, a job where like you, that's the only thing you have available, like a crescent wrench. And you got that one stubborn individual who just refuses to go back to this toolbox or tool crib or tool bag, whatever the case may be. So it's like, I'm going to just... Use this, uh, use the, the, the closed end as a hammer. Animal. <laughs> <laughs> I've used a, a Ford wrench in that fashion before. Ford wrench with a brass punch. Trying to take out a roll pin on a landing gear on a Phenom uh, 300 before. <laughs> I mean, I, I've used, I've used a, a screwdriver as a punch before. Yeah, a punch, a chisel, a pry bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, the crazy part is when you start seeing said wrench or screwdriver flex because you're you're not using it for its intended purpose. <laughs> yeah, when you take like a snap on one and you and you see it start bending, you're like, oh, I might I might be putting this one under a little too much load. <laughs> right. I've done most of this mostly on helicopters where like uh, some of the rotated components, like it's just too tight a space to put a proper tool for it. Like that you would normally use like a socket and a, and a, and a torque breaker bar for it, but it just won't fit that, that fashion. So you gotta, you get like two wrenches and kind of, uh, use like a, do like a fulcrum method where you have one closed end, like pushing on the open end and just kind of pry it out that way. Oh, are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Putting the wrenches together to create a longer, uh, leverage arm. Yeah. So, so like, that's the only way, that's the best way it will fit. And that's the most efficient way besides trying to fisty fuck a socket into that space. But you can tell when you're using the wrong sized wrenches as the fulcrum effect, because you can see the other one just straight flexing and uh, starting to kind of form a bed where uh, it's doing the fulcrum. Like, it's probably not a good idea. Or the so, open end of the wrench is splaying out. A yeah. bit. It's, it's, it's flexing out. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's that um, I've taken. You know, we've all modified tools, right? So I have like a quarter inch wrench and I've taken it to a grinder and I've shaved it down real thin so I can uh, use it on the bolts that hold the engine uh, casings together, the engine housings together. Right. Also, all those titanium, you know, quarter inch, 12 point bits. And uh, so, yeah, I've shaved that down just to just to be able to fit it. No problem. Um, I think probably I've seen people take like pieces of pipe that they found mm-hmm. and weld them to a to a socket to create a again a longer arm leverage and try to break loose a, a, a nut or, or a bolt or whatever mm-hmm. um for me the the probably the the thing that i've done that was the worst the wrong tool for the job is we had a socket set and i was out in the road somewhere and uh, it was an oversight you know a large socket set i'm talking like the inch and you know inch and a quarter inch and an eighth inch and a half two inch sockets um Mm -hmm. and we had a we were doing a tire change on it was a global 5000 anyways uh we didn't have the right socket size for that axle nut 
uh, we had an oversized one. It was the one was either too small or it was way too big. So we had to, um, we took some coins that we had in our pockets yeah, and we taped them together. <laughs> and then that, that filled up the gap on the one side. So we put the socket on there and then that filled up the one side between the socket and the nut, the axle nut. And then, yeah, we used a big pry bar and just cranked that thing off there and we were able to change it and we were able to even actually, uh, torque. Be able huh. to properly torque that axle nut with huh. those coins in there. So that was probably the <laughs> that's most wrong tool that I've used before. Now I've done something similar where, but it's in the opposite where we take the too small one and we kind of just smash it in there <laughs> to the nut, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. like it, it, it's, it's, it's just undersized by a little bit. So we kind of just get like a hammer or a rubber mallet and just kind of, mm, just kind of fit it up in there. Yeah, finesse, finesse it on. I, I've also taken a Dremel in that same scenario and ground out part of the uh, socket as well to make it fit. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've seen someone try to try to be smart about it. They'll put like Allen wrenches or Allen keys into the space to kind of give it that just that little extra grab. But that's assuming you have the Allen keys to do as such. Now, uh, a lot of the stuff as far as using tools incorrectly is obviously you would want to use the right ones, but either a, they're not available, B, they don't exist or C, they just, for whatever reason or another, it's just not around or an option for you to have. Right. Like, well, I, I need the, I need this tool to do this. Okay, cool. But this, this job needs to happen. Like, 30 minutes ago, like, well, fuck. <laughs> yeah, we got a revenue flight coming. We got a high priority mission coming. So, and then they throw you that do what it takes, but, and we'll, and we'll, we, we mean that with the open ended of do what it takes. So hopefully it goes well. But if it goes wrong, I get to still hang you for using the wrong tools. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that like, can you just waive this or cancel it? Cancel it? We're like, nope, the show must go on. Yeah, must we don't happen. have any other aircraft that this one can use. No, they want to use this one because it's the newest one. Yeah, of course they want. Everybody wants to use the newest one, which is why it's racking up the hours like it is, which is why we're already doing such and such maintenance on it, you know? Right. Now, aside from tools, how, uh, how many times have any of you ever used improper equipment to do a job? You know, like... uh using a crane or a strap or a f or other type of uh, devices that it's not meant to do that kind of job. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can hear the angry voices crying out like, I know what you mean. <laughs> some guy, some people might be doing that right now while listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> as they're, as they're using a forklift to put on a propeller, you know, like going, wow, this is super relatable. <laughs> <laughs> now I actually have seen a picture of this where someone, Use the forklift to put to take off and put on a propeller. I forget what kind of plane, but like I'm just looking at it, like that doesn't look right. That's that probably shouldn't be happening. You know, imagine like two forks and a and, a, and two cargo straps just kind of keeping uh, a propeller like from wiggling back and forth as they're trying to fit it onto its uh onto its pinion. <laughs> so we for I know in a certain in one of the experiences that I've done, we've used a strap that was rated for 5,000 pounds and we wrap it twice around the uh, forks of a forklift and then we hook it to uh, the CG fixture of the aircraft that weighs 
more than double what the strap is rated for and then lift the whole aircraft into the air. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my and, God. If, and if anything, we, we proved with some science that, uh, the strap was uh, rated for more than what it says it was, which I think is how most things are designed because they know that people like us are going to test it. <laughs> <laughs> Generally it's rated like five to one or 10 to one so that the force pulling on it is accounted for or an earthquake. Well, there, there we or go. Some, or, or some jagaloons, some jagaloons <laughs> who are doing it a half-assed way. Or, you know, if you're trying to lift something that's twice as heavy as it's supposed to be lifting. <laughs> right. So I, I did a job. Uh, this was in uh, this was in Darwin, Australia, where we had to remove the transmission of one of our helicopters, but we didn't have a crane or a hangar crane that was tall enough to lift it out. Like it, the crane itself at max height was about two feet away from the minimum clearance needed to lift it out. So like. It, it it was just it was impossible to do it so we had to uh call the fire department or some version of a fire department and they had to bring a cherry picker over and the cherry picker itself when, when it's fully raised was just was barely enough to get three feet of clearance from the plane itself from the from the end of the hook so we had to uh basically break apart the transmission in pieces so like the transmission itself was made up of like five different parts i would say or cases so in order to get the whole thing out we have to unbolt each case to have it come off and come out to give it enough clearance and the whole time we're like this is this probably shouldn't be done like we shouldn't be doing this because like it's one of the things that you're only supposed to take these apart at the depot level yeah at the depot level like in a in a environment environmentally controlled facility uh with and they have specialized tools to do those certain things. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, like, yeah. so like, say we pop the pop, uh, these, these cases open, what's the likelihood of we're going to be able to get the seals for these? Cause oh, that's true too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like one of the seals for it was like this hula hoop sized O-ring, like a no bullshit hula hoop. And if we pinch this or if we ripped it or whatever, the chances of our getting another one is probably like, three, four months out. So it was one of those roll the dice. Like this has to be done perfectly without a hitch, best of weather conditions. So we don't have, so we don't fuck it up. And all this, we had to do outside because there wasn't a hanger tall enough to have the cherry picker in there to have it at the height we needed and to get, and to get things off the plane. It was so fucking sketch the whole time. We're like, Ooh, biting fingernails the whole time. No, oh, man, I, I've, I've seen one before, like, doing an engine removal the support equipment we had uh on site to use it i can't remember whatever airfield we were at i think it might have been in louisville i can't remember though for sure but the forklift extended height wise only tall enough to be able to get like it hooked up to the engine but you couldn't lift it any higher to like on this particular aircraft you had to like lift it up and out of like the the, the trusses to get it off but it couldn't go any higher <laughs> like, <laughs> just high enough that we could get the forklift on it so then we had to go and 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 find a nose jack somewhere and basically jack the nose up off the ground so we had to drop drop the tail out from underneath of the engine Basically moving the whole aircraft around the engine, you know, just enough that we could back straight up with the engine and get it out of the way and then drop the nose back down. And then oh same thing, God. vice versa on the install, had to lift the nose back up. So like fortunate for it, we had to, we were smart enough to take some measurements and know 
you know, like, oh man, we have to do this when we put it back together. So let's, okay, here's how high we had to lift it uh, to get the engine in. Here's uh, all these different things, but yeah, definitely, definitely not the right piece of equipment. When you have to move the aircraft around the engine, that's, that's an issue. Yeah. It's, you know, and no, notice like it's always something that has to do with lifting. That's bit probably like the most sketchy of things of having to have to do either lifting things or something that deals with electricity. Uh, I, I, I can't even tell you guys like how much sketchy shit I've done with electricity and it's probably shouldn't have been doing it. Like, I mean, 110 volts. Okay. That's bad. 240 volts. Okay. That's bad. But 240 amps. No, yeah. no, that, that's a <laughs> yeah. hard no for me, friend. Like, <laughs> unless you got me in a full fucking Chernobyl suit made out of rubber or some kind of insulation where like I can get zapped by lightning and I won't feel it, then maybe. But other than that, that's a hard no. No, it's crazy. Oh, oh, oh you electricians out there, man. Like, you're probably like, oh, it's fine as long as ground and electrical bonding and all that shit. Like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a high, that's a super high risk. Yeah, I've got a got a story on that you know in terms of just modified things uh we had a lighting guy put the wrong end of his l2130 which is three circuits of power it's a five pin cable uh he put the male end up in the air to power his lights so now he has a female end down on the ground so how are we supposed to plug a female end into essentially a, a, a wall socket of sorts well you can't uh female and female don't don't mesh in terms of electricity and connectors. So we had to fabricate a male end. So now it is a male to male electrical cable. So now you plug that into the wall. If you bring down that truss at the end of the night and you forget to, to turn that off and somebody grabs the, uh, the end that's up in the air and touches that cable and it's still powered, mm-hmm. you are gonna hurt this person or kill them zap freaking yeah. zap. reset um, his freaking nervous system so like, and everything you just tape the shit out of it this is the first thing to go off at the end of the night um you know you just got to prepare everybody for that but uh that's that's luckily not a common thing that is done uh for good reason but uh yeah something to watch out for yeah and then that goes into like what well, like well this broke or we did it we pulled the noobs but the show has to go on so figure it out guy oh son of a bitch uh or how about sheared sheared bolts and you have no replacement placement bolts and it's for a panel and um or screws or whatever whatever's holding the panel but the hardware you have sheared hardware and no replacements it's middle of night and it's got it's got a uh high value flight to do in the morning nothing can hinder it Yakety yak, and uh, you've seen the panel held on with like RTV or B half uh, sealant. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're, so you're basically like just you're gonna sandwich fillet seal the the like panel. The sheared heads of the hardware were placed were RTV'd in the holes, so it looks like it was there. But then <laughs> RTV was applied around the edges of the panel and then pressed into place. <laughs> And then when you go to take the panel off and you're like, why is these, why are these sealed? Why, you know, like some, some, some wet tanks or whatever will have sealed hardware. Right. Yeah. Um, this was not the case. And I'm like, why are these sealed? And you pop it out and then just the head comes off and you're like, Oh, Oh, I see what they did. Right. <laughs> no, I've, I've done, I've done some stuff like that where it wasn't, it wasn't anything fancy. It was just flash breaker tape. Just take, 
basically like the the sixties version of just duct tape everything. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Uh, like just get like layers and layers of of flash breaker tape slash duct tape onto this uh, panel or onto this flight control surface just long enough for it to do what it needs to do for however long, and then we can tear it apart and fix it once it comes down. Or how about and you probably see this maybe in general aviation more than others but how about like a pair of pliers doing the job of something else so say you remember like in in an old beater car that you might have had and had to roll up and down with you near know, the manual window cranks yeah the crank breaks off so you put a pair of vice grips on it and you turn that <laughs> to get up and down so same thing like on support equipment something breaks so you use the cable you use pliers on the end of the cable that sheared and you're pulling on the pliers as like the throttle cable you ever done you ever done that yeah that's that's <laughs> incorrect, feel, the incorrect uses of tools. I feel like there was something like that for a similar situation with parts, especially for general aviation stuff. Like, oh, this brake cable or this clutch cable broke. So, like, we have, like, this makeshift stick uh, kite thing to kind of be, like, the the substitute until we get something else. We're like, oh, so, like, when it go when it, to gauge your flaps, you need to pull this string. And then to do... Uh, anything with the landing gear you gotta pump this handle like what the fuck it's like some weird like i know my car kind of <laughs> kind of mentality <laughs> yeah i mean that's true like you can't oh i can't turn the heater on and have my headlights on at the same time type thing like you know you know what i mean like one of yeah. those it's either or if i'm driving at night i'm gonna freeze or like it's a like you go to use the windshield wipers and it either it's either doing the windshield wipers or it honks your horn like it's one or the other <laughs> something's gonna happen <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of some other instances where we might have used or modified a tool for an incorrect use. I mean, I, I know of like shaved down uh, screwdrivers, like Phillips screwdrivers to fit certain um, applications. Like, like you know, you have the, um, I'm just going to say the Nazi bits because that's what I was told they are. But those fasteners that are kind of, they look like Phillips, but they're a little offset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From one another. That a lot of aircraft have on it. Um I've had to modify like a regular Phillips because I didn't have the actual correct bit to fit that. So I always carried a Dremel with me. Just (laughs) (laughs) felt like, well, yeah, that or like I've, I've modified the hardware, right. Where I'm like, "Uh, I don't have the right tool to get this out, but I can modify the head of it to fit what I do have to get it out. And then I'll have to either one, find the correct tool or two, figure out a way to, replace this tool but at least i can get the get the get the hardware out and continue on with the job and figure that part out later i don't know (laughs) right yeah and a lot of these uh tools or special equipment like some of that shit is just not available where you're at like like um say like you're in a country where everything's metric you're never you're almost never gonna find anything that's imperial measurement and vice versa like why the fuck will we carry this right Mm -hmm. so it's one of those like Again, going back to like taking the socket and kind of smashing it in, like this will fit, <laughs> or uh, or coming up with ways to to kind of be universal. Now, some now some of these tools are, or equipment, like it ends up becoming a thing, right? Like, oh, that was a good idea. We should make this um, standard issue, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then you so like you'll see like one like a like a maintenance package or a tool set. And one of his like this giant seat pole looking fucking looking thing. Like, what the fuck is this for? Yeah, it's actually a, a tool you can check out from the tool crib. And you're like, I don't, I don't even know why this is in here. What the hell is this for? Right. And it's used like it was used like once or twice over the course of a decade. 
So it's not used a lot, but whenever it's needed, it's like, oh, thank God we have this this thing. Right. I, I know another instance for me is like changing out. Um, we were on a Falcon 2000 up in Canada and we were changing a, a AGB or accessory gearbox seal out. Yep. They have these like uh, magnetic seals, but we got the got the part out of the way. And then we're like, oh, man, we don't have, you know, we don't have the correct tools. We figured out to, 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 cause they're, um, those certain seals, they kind of, you press them in to place. So some seals, they just pop in and out. Not, you know, real easy. These ones were kind of pressed though, cause it was an older model Falcon. And so we're like, oh, we don't have, and there's only two tools in the world. One was in, uh, one was in New Orleans at the time. And the other one was in Paris. Mm-hmm. So they just ship these tools around the world as, as they need. Well, we weren't going to get it in a timely fashion. So like I had some like wood screws. So I mm-hmm. drilled into the seals and then put the screws in and then wrap safety wire around each screw and then, and then tied those two ends together and braided it up. And then I was using pliers and like almost like a slide hammer, like a, the world's shittiest slide hammer Yeah, yeah. and trying to <laughs> pop that seal out and that didn't freaking work. And, and then I had a pair of, uh, um, relay pliers and i was trying to reach in and around that and like those will work surprisingly more often than not on a lot of agb seals but on this one's i was like in there i was like come on like squeezing it like (laughs) didn't (laughs) didn't work (laughs) ultimately we end up having to wait for the 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 tool right proper tool for the job what what a novel concept but we end up having to wait several days to get the one from new orleans Mm. but just trying again to do the wrong using the wrong tools for the job and um trying to be crafty with it and it 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 didn't work out that time but then yeah. we've had other times where like uh was down in orlando and we had some hydraulic pressure issues and we were talking to uh talking to the oem rep on the phone and he's like well you can build um you know we're going through the manual it's like well you can build these uh pressure tests we have it uh have it like our oem facilities that you know and you plug it in here and plug it in there and then crank the motor up and then go out and manually read on a gauge. Right. And we're like, well, we don't have any of that stuff. And like, yeah, well our stuff scattered around the globe too. So good luck. Great. (laughs) So we go to home Depot and we find a bunch of, we find some gauges and we like, we're running, we run to like Napa. We go to home Depot. We go to like, um, what are those, uh, like where you go and get welding gas, one of those facilities, you know? Yeah. 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 And Uh, buy some like pipe, like tubing from them and buy some, um, hoses and clamps and we got a and gauges and a collage of stuff from from numerous stores and we're like okay well let's see what we can do and put it together and you're like what are these lines rated for oh they're rated for they're rated for 500 psi cool we're gonna be cranking about a thousand so i hope it holds (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean And and sure enough we're like and so you're going out there and you're like and i was like man if we're gonna be doing this i i we end up buying a welder's mask from that that one welding place, and then it's like to go out to read the gauges, and so you're holding, you're wearing the welding mask to, as you're approaching the approaching the area while engines are running and everything to read the gauge and see what kind of pressure you're actually kicking out of the pump or whatever, and just hoping that shit don't explode in your face. But yeah, that was that was probably one of the most sketch things, and again, <laughs> in, improper tool for the job. And that that time it worked out, got lucky, but like goes back to what we were saying earlier, things are obviously rated for more than they say. Right. And thank God, because uh, dumbasses like me would have probably died <laughs> off a long time ago. Dar- Darwinism would have taken me. Right. But it's uh, but I guess those Frankenstein's Frankenstein action of tools were like it has to get done. It just has to like 
there's no way we're canceling this event. There's no way we're going to cancel this flight. Whatever, whatever the case may be where this must happen, has to. And then they, then it doesn't matter like how much you, you vent on the, on the side of safety. Like this is probably not something we should be doing. You always get that individual who just like has to be right or just has to have the final button push. Like, no, this will be it. I'm like, well, fuck. All right. Science. Better make sure my life insurance is up to date because we're going to be doing some real crazy shit. Yeah. But those are also the jobs where you, you make the name for yourself, right? Yes. Those are the jobs where you hear about, like, when you're walking the hangar, like, oh, so-and-so, you definitely want to definitely want to follow them around and, and shadow them because, you know, you're, you're going to learn a lot and you're going to do that. But those are the guy, the same guys who, you know, if, if one wrong thing had happened, they probably wouldn't be around, but but they've made a name for themselves by making the impossible be possible. Right. Or like, though, though you, you'll Frankenstein something together and it ends up being something that's worth, worth a shit, like pretty good. Like, like, uh, like seal pullers or, uh, seal presses even. Yep. Like, this is a fucking great idea. We should make these. Right. And then you, then you eventually run into an individual who knows how to like aftermarket this shit or like finely tune or finely weld some stuff. What used to be just mod podge of, of, uh, Home Depot parts is now like a one piece 3D print or some shit. Yeah. Well, it's like they'll have the machine shop, right? Who has CNC machines and mills. And so they'll take what the collage of stuff that you, you put together and made work and then they'll make it a legitimate tool, but with materials rated for those PSIs and whatever else. And then that becomes a, a new item in the tool crib, right? That you can check out. Anytime you need, they'll make a couple of them. So you got one for the road, one for home and yeah, and everything else. And yeah, they'll those, sell it. Those are pretty cool. And they'll sell it back to you like six times the price that it took you to Mod Podge it from Home Depot. <laughs> yeah. Or, or it was your idea, but the company's like, Hey, thanks for the idea. And you get nothing out of it. Right. Like, just a, just a thanks. Thanks for helping us out. You get to keep your job another day. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I <laughs> Honestly, man, like that's, that's the worst part I hate about having to improvise things like that. It's you're jeopardizing your safety for the sake of their achievement. If that makes any sort of sense, if you guys can relate to that, cause like, let, let me be the one to change a light bulb on a metal ladder while being drenched in, in rainwater. But by, by, by all means, let, let's have your light show, you know? <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, um, but I also think for a lot of us, especially in the aviation field, it, we, we, it sucks while we're going through it. But when you look back at it, you're like, eh, I kind of like that challenge. I kind of, like, okay, here's the task. We don't have this stuff. Make it work. And I think that's why most of us probably stay in this field is because you run into those types of challenges um, more often than not. So right. it's a little brain power that you have to sometimes, right. or at least for me, I have to really deep dive for it. Right, right. Or or you get stuff like uh like the book can only mention so much or manuals can only mention so much. So you you'll you'll run into situations more times than you would think where you would have to kinda be creative with how you fix it, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean uh, you've some of the some of the craziest fixes or greatest fixes we've ever seen were were of the creative type. Like I would have never like you look at some of them, you're like, huh, I would have never even thought of that. Right. You know, but it just goes to show you some of the ingenuity that people out there have. Right. Like, like, uh, like slide hammers, man. I, I swear, uh, before having to pull my first seal, I've never seen a slide hammer. And I always said like, wouldn't it be fucking awesome if we had something that can kind of like 
hammer something out in the opposite direction. And then lo and behold, here's a slight hammer. Like, son of a bitch. Yep. How about that? Pulling, pulling seals, pulling pins, pulling. God, I think I've even pulled, like I've used it to pull. Oh, we had a, a filter issue on a, on a jet number of years ago. And like the filter, it was, I guess it was a, it was a bad batch or something, but the filters end up welding themselves like an oil filter, they end up welding themselves into place somehow. Like the seals that they used internal on those filters weren't actually rated for the temperatures that they were reaching. So the seals were kind of melting out and then the metal was welding itself to the other, but um, you wouldn't be able to pull those seal, those filters off by hand. So again, like rigged it up to where we could fit a slide hammer on the back of the filter and just bang, you know, bang it off. Right. And um, I think, and, uh, wrong tool for the job but it but it worked right i i think uh also with uh electricity or even or avionics equipment like a lot of their tools are starting to be more and more catered to that field of expertise because maybe maybe it was the the tool set that i had but i never uh, up to a certain point i didn't have uh pliers that stripped and crimped at and the same tool you know what i mean like okay. i mean I'll, I'll do it anyway like i'll get needle nose pliers up here i'll use like the the cutting end to kind of strip it then i'll use the the flat needle nose end to, to crimp it but nowadays you get uh ones that do both like insert and here strip insert and here crimp son of a bitch it's fucking amazing i mean the stupidest shit you know like this well it goes back to the like people doing the job for millennia and saying there has to be an easier easier faster way to do this right Right, and one tool for that can do two. Plus, it's also money making, right? So true. That's how that's how tool manufacturers stay in business, right? <laughs> hey, here's a here's a here's a tool that we've had around for 150 years, but this time it's chrome plated. Ooh. Ah, by now, <laughs> <laughs> by God. <laughs> <laughs> but now, but now it comes in a color to match the color of your toolbox. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> or, or do you remember uh, ratchet wrenches where like uh, you would have one end that loosens and you have to flip it over and do it to tighten it. Yeah. And, then, and then nowadays you get ones that have on like, like the levers to select it mm-hmm. like off and on. Like, wow. I, I remember when, and then they got the ones now where. It uh, it's um, it pivots. Like uh, oh, before, yeah, yeah. before, like you get like the ratchet wrenches where it's like a fixed uh, curve almost, or it'll kind of have like this. It's offset. either flat, it's got like a forty-five, or maybe like a thirty degree. Yeah, like an offset. But now you got ones that can even go full ninety. Yeah, yep. like it has a joint now, like or a hinge, like holy shit, and it still selects up a uh, uh, like loose under tightens like son of a bitch or you get the ones that have like flashlights in on them like screwdrivers that have flashlights like wow this is so or yeah like cool. your electric drills now when you pull yeah. the trigger a light comes on like huh how about that this is so cool i remember for a time they used to have uh like mechanic gloves that have lights on the thumbs you guys remember those i had i had a pair of them and to be honest with you like because you're moving your hands around so much that the lights constantly moving everywhere but so a headlamp is the the way to go for me right but I remember when those first came out, like everybody had to have them. Like, ooh, look at these, my thumbs light up. Like, look at you, Mister Bougie, with it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I used to thought that like it was only like seeing the new tools come by is like Christmas on like like the most mundane day of the year. Like, wow, look at that, that's fucking awesome, and they match the toolbox. Fucking cool. <laughs> I gotta tell you, my favorite tool in my at least my AOG road road box is probably my Ford wrench. I mean, it, it, 
use it to change out main wheel assemblies because it can go big enough to grab onto the axle nuts. Uh, use it on engine changes for getting the main hydro and fuel lines. It, and, and it doubles down as a hammer, as we talked about before. <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably my favorite tool. But I would say then after that, it's probably it's got to be the electric ratchet, man. I'll never do another engine change without it. It just saves so much time and it saves your saves your wrist, saves your hands, saves everything. Just quarter inch swivel on with an extension on that electric ratchet and then that shave down uh, quarter inch wrench I was talking about. Yeah. You can have an engine apart in no time. I got to see that because I've always did things the knuckle dragger way where you always bust your, bust your knuckles, bust your hands up and. It's like, there's got to be a better way. So now that you say that, like, I got to see this done. I got to do one now. <laughs> yeah. Electric rat. I, mine, I got, a, I got the snap on one. I bought it off the truck. Oh God. It's probably been five, six years ago or maybe even seven. I don't know. Somewhere in that time frame. but, uh, worth its weight, worth its weight in gold. Um, and that's the expensive one. I, some of the guys I worked with back then, they had uh, a little Milwaukee one that was a, even more, um, a little more compact than the Snap-on one, and that thing worked worked wonders too. So, and that was it was a better financial choice, I guess. The Milwaukee one would be, but yeah, I'm telling you, man, electric ratchet, way to go. So, for all of you guys out there who uh, do a lot of engine work and got to take out a million bolts and nuts and all that, um, electric ratchet all day. And if you don't have a Ford wrench, pick up one of those too. Nice. I think for myself, like, because uh, I did a lot of uh, panel work, the most widely used but underappreciated was a fulcrum bar you know what i'm talking about like uh it kind of has like this uh foldy it looks like you, something you can fold up but uh it, it's like a, a a slide bar and it has a handle on it you put a screw into one end to, uh to kind of anchor down where you're trying to pull panels from either yourself or someone else would push down on the handle where the slide bar is and another guy will come in with a, a ratchet and put it uh where the slide is and so, like, the two of you are pushing down on a screw or a, on a bolt, nut, what it is, that just will not come off. And so, like, now you're you're applying all this pressure to keep it in place, and you're, like, just prying it out with uh, with this fulcrum bar. And I'm going to tell you, man, like, there, there was many a times where I would just flip my wig over why the fuck do these panel screws or these panel bolts just will not fucking come off. For whatever reason or another. And it's not being, it's not like it's wet, it's glued in there or wet installed or anything. They're just over time, like they get seized in there because it expands, contracts, whatever. Yeah, or the locking nuts that they use or got a super tight grip on them, you know what I mean? Yeah, like then they just won't come off for whatever reason. Like, what the fuck? So, like, then this Vulcan bar will just like, like magic, just like either it's going to loosen it up or it's just going to destroy it to the point where you got to drill it out. So, <laughs> Where uh where did you get this uh fulcrum bar at? Uh so the one I got it was from Matco, crazy enough Matco. Okay. But uh it started to become a common use item so then Snap-on started ish, started giving them out to us. Mm-hmm. So like where where have you been all my life like cuz it was e- it was either we either get the bolts off or get the fasteners off or we had to drill them out because they were just so fucking like seized up or gird in there. So that was kind of like our last resort. If the fulcrum bar can't get it out, then you might as well drill it out. Or in the common meme thing is you take a blowtorch to it. Like can't be tight if it's liquid. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what, one of the guys I worked with talking about drilling out hardware, um, machinist drill bits. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know what blends of metals those are, but they're like they they retain their their edges, their sharpness, and they're harder. Like you, I mean, like you can drill titanium with them with no problem. They're mm. kind of hard to find, but I'm those of you out there, if you can find them, spend the money on them, and pick them up because they will save your save yourself a lot of stress and headaches when you're out out working and you got to drill out some hardware and you're trying to use the same cheap dull bits you know over and over again but if you find yourself a good set of machinist bits i mean it not like nothing you drill out those fastener heads like a hot knife through butter it's mm-hmm. well worth the especially well worth the on time and especially on titanium man i can't begin to tell you how much headaches i've had having to deal with titanium like they'll go through cutting wheels they'll go through bits like it's fucking cool like Mm-hmm. It's like it's like the toddler you can never satisfy. Like, okay, here's your new bit. And like, all right, thanks. And just like throws it away like motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. So if you can find yourself a good set of machinist bits, that's the that's the way to go. Yeah. And again, like this is like in the least ideal situation where like the job will just not bend. It's gotta happen. It's gonna happen because this is a revenue. This is a show that that's or an event that's just been too long planned to cancel over something small. So here we are trying to figure, trying to make radios out of coconuts, you know, yep. <laughs> try to get, really try to Gilligan's Island this whole thing. <laughs> that's probably the best way to think about it. That's, that's like, exactly what it is. We're like, we're like on this, the, this really, really cheaply made show of lost. And we're just, we're just trying to fucking make shit work. <laughs> <laughs> yep that's more often than not that's how people in the field we work in uh get jobs done you just make it happen but but you just keep making it happen i guess yeah and then yep. as you go you learn like oh well, i can actually this tool can double as this or this will this will do that and this one you'll kind of like uh for my road box you know i have different foam trays that i'm fitting in out of it and then depending on the job that i'm going to do i can swap in and out trays um with certain tools that I know I'd, I'll probably need for that, that specific job. Or, or, or in some cases, right? Like no one really planned ahead that this kind of stuff was needed. Like say for support equipment, for instance, or a hanger uh, or stage requirements. Like we didn't know we needed that. Like, sure. Of course you didn't. I mean, why wouldn't you? Because there's drawings and, and show requirements for all this shit, but by all means act shocked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but sometimes they just don't know. Or you, they, it wasn't anticipated that it was needed, so you would have to do whatever it takes to get it done the first time, and then that turns into a learning curve. Where okay, now we need to start investing into better or more rated equipment to do this exact job, and then that slowly turns the cycle into it becoming a regular thing, which is normal. Or or, or it's one of those where okay, we we've had to do this now a couple of times. We didn't have the right stuff, so now let's get the right stuff and make it that. But, but, or from my experience, it turns into well, you made it happen last time. Just do whatever you did that time. I'm like, well, yeah, I, it was I made it work because I didn't have an option. But now we know better, right? Well, just just do it again. You're like, no, it's not the point. It's not the point. No, <laughs> like the 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 messed up way shouldn't be the new norm, right? That that's the dark side of the spectrum. Like, well, it happened last time, so just do it again. Like, I don't know. We're supposed to learn from our mistakes, right? <laughs> you know, that's like back in the future where he had to like he had to basically be the bridge 
to get the time machine to work, you know? Yeah, let me just like hold these two cables and get zapped by lightning. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's yeah. let's do that again. <laughs> yeah, I'll be I'll be the I'll be the conductor. I'll just use myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hard no. Hard no. Especially with ele- if it's anything with electricity or pressure, I just let's just take a step back and let's do this right cuz fuck that. <laughs> As yep. Shoreline has mentioned with uh the male to male example like that's the kind of shit that you just don't want to be fucking around with, especially with something that's has a very high um expected rate of fucking you up. Yeah, true that. Yeah, just just hard no. So we have if we have the time, let let's do it. But if we don't, then at least at least like take the the necessary precautions to get it right. And if push comes to shove, crescent hammer it is animal. <laughs> 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 oh shit. Closing thoughts, MVP. We've all had to do what, use the tools that were wrong to make the job work. Um, learn from those experiences. If your employer won't get you the right tools, just just do yourself a favor and invest your own your own money into getting yourself um, a good set of tools. Because at the end of the day, you're still going to be the one who has to go out there and do the work. So just do what it takes to make your life easier. Right. Or or if say said tools doesn't exist in any forum. Right. That's the kind. That's the time when you got to raise your hand. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. And we need this. This needs to be a thing. And let's take a pause and do this right before we destroy ourselves. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do everything you can, but as safe as you can. Don't, uh, don't put your, put your life on the line for that. Right. Or in Shoreline's case, you know, like, uh, it was a, it was a oops that we had to make do and we just couldn't take it down in time to get the show rolling. Like take the due diligence and do the job right. So we don't have to come up with these Frankenstein fixes. <laughs> exactly yeah please please, <laughs> please don't do that <laughs> alright we'd like to thank our patriots for uh, supporting us make it this episode uh, maintain our gear have Shoreline Ever the happy to help produce it Erica Lamont Chris Hawkins Stephanie Boatman Jenny Dignan Ryan Freshour Daniel Schubert and Stephen Shivers thank you guys especially and thank all our patrons for supporting us and helping us make these episodes happen uh, visit us uh, at cancelformaintenance.com if you have any questions, topics, stories for the show, or if you'd like to come on the show, uh, visit the site, hit us up on the contact us section, and we'll do whatever we can to get you or your ideas on the show. Visit our sponsor, rockwelltime.com. Uh, Rockwell Time makes all kinds of outdoors apparel from safety rated sunglasses to rugged watches and some fancy ones too. Uh, use the code CX4MX, save 10% off your purchases. Uh, support us on Patreon. Again, uh, Patri- your patronage helps us maintain our gear, make more episodes, make some bonus content, and uh, some uh, exclusive merch items that we will be rolling out through our shop and through Patreon. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.